Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. I'm ready. Whew. Whoa, what was that? What was that? I just got emotional. I don't know. Hey, I know I have that effect on people. Yeah. As soon as I saw you, I was like, I could have gone Gerber. Oh, after that picture I saw of you this last week, I'm not so sure that's true anymore. <laughs> so I got to say, moving on, moving on. Hey, I uh, we okay before we get started. Before we lose anyone, here's what we got going on. We got the rider on the black horse today. We got the third horseman of the apocalypse. We're going to talk about, and we got earthquakes, earthquakes, and, and more earthquakes, earthquakes. <laughs> and satanic symbolism. You're not going to want to miss that. We're not going to keep it on the screen for very long because no. we give credence to all that crap. And that's, yes, I said it. I said it. But we also we have a rap. That's right. We also have I some. Not the map. <laughs> not the crap. Tap. That's right. But we also have don't some cap. good. <laughs> we have some good news too about how faithful God is and how you can have an amazing relationship with Jesus. So, GJ, What's happening? That is a loaded question, my friend. It's loaded? It's not loaded. <laughs> I was like, okay. In times that chat. In times that chat. In times that chat. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Just in case we're not here next week. That's a very good possibility. 218 weeks in a row. We've been able to survive. Wow. What? 118. <laughs> <laughs> when did we do a hundred more shows? I don't remember. Hey, I was just testing you. Oh, show 118. Man, this is amazing. Show 118. And we will be coming to you every Tuesday until Jesus comes back or he says, we're done. Yeah. Not anytime soon. You can always find us at endtimes.chat. Always. Always. I'm good, sir. I'm very good. Weather here's been awesome. It's been in the 50s. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Are you wearing tank tops and Speedos? No. 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 Not at all. How about you, sir? Oh, let me guess. You've been studying. Uh, Yes. Yeah. You know Dan is knee-deep, head down, in the books, when he won't even respond to a really good post. I know. On a I, private messenger. Yes, it is very true. Yesterday, I took a six and a half hour long mock essay portion of the bar exam and then went through my answers last night. And I'm like, oh, oh I forgot that. I forgot that. I forgot that. But then I've had, I was listening to this bar exam book, this kind of a, this guy out there just kind of encouraging because he's taken it. He took it once or twice 
And he's like, hey, you could pay $5,000 to have somebody tell you, hey, I know how to do this and blah, blah, blah. Or you could have me for 10 bucks tell you, chill out. <laughs> so when are, you sending me, when are you sending me that $10? Because I've said that many times. I know. Chill, bro. Chill. Two weeks from today, I will be sitting at the Pasadena Convention Center with a computer, some pencils, and some paper and taking a test. Pasadena, you're going to the Rose Bowl. Pretty close. Pretty close to the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. Um, yes, Pasadena, that's where I took the first year law students exam. So I felt like, man, I know this spot. I've been here. I know what it's like. I know how cold it is. I know all the protocol. I don't want to have any guesswork when I get down there two weeks from now. So the night before you go take the, the exam, watch Spies Like Us. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's a good idea. Anyway, yeah, so it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I can't wait to get this over. And Me either. I know. And like everybody wait. who knows you. Everybody that knows me, that's right. Hey, everybody that's joining on, tell us who you are, where you're from. Say hello in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. We have a lot today, man. We have a lot today. That's all I got to say. And I'm rhyming again. Hey, you're a rapper. I, uh... I pulled this up last night, but then I have another, and we, we both posted this, by the way, so I'm not even going to try to guess who put who. I think it. we posted almost everything. I know. We were like, boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. He already did it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, how you doing? Thanks for chiming in. Yeah, Mr. Eric. He's Mr. Consistent. I love, I love having him on. I uh, can't wait to have him on after this whole thing is over with. So... 40, well, actually, the number has changed, uh, and this is the update as of this morning. Now there's over 5,000 wow. that have passed away, and you can see that some of these buildings are just crumbling. GJ, what was the what was the major one? What was the, the number of the major earthquake? 7.4. Oh, I thought it was 7.8, but... Oh, maybe it is 7.8. Let's go. Let's go check it out, dude. Either way, that's a big freaking... Oh, Nanny Reynolds, she, she's probably on site, knows, knows the exact number. Mama Reynolds. Well, I've got a couple of pictures to show you, but this one right here on sure, I'm gonna actually look it up now. This while you're looking it up, there's a this epicenter is this is where it's located. So right on right near the border of Turkey and Syria. And what I wanted to kind of bring to light about this, and why do we talk about Earth News? 7.8. I stand corrected. You were corrected, and you should be correct because you're the smartest man alive. Man, I don't feel like it sometimes, um, because I'm not. <laughs> so we uh here's the deal earth own news it, own it own, own it, it own it own it okay earth news is something we talk about because jesus said there will be earthquakes in various places and as a matter of fact if you look at all of the history of the bible and the prophets earthquakes play a very major role in the judgment that god brings on the earth so I just wanted to show this scripture to you in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 20. And I don't have the whole verse on there, but just for just for uh, kicks and giggles, all living things, this is Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 20, all living things, the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, the animals of the field, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people on earth will quake in terror at my presence. Mountains will be thrown down, cliffs will crumble, walls will fall to the earth. So this passage of scripture in Ezekiel 38, and you, some of you may have recognized that from things we've talked about in the past, but hi, Marianne, it's great to have you on. It is very sad what's going on, Marianne. 
But the reason why I read that the scripture verse that you see on the screen here is because this was the prophecy, Ezekiel 38 and 39, of God, the war of Gog and Magog. So this is something that will happen before that happens. So to me, I'm not sure if this is the earthquake that they're talking about, that Ezekiel 38 is talking about, but I mean, the the place of where it's where this is situated is just above Israel. You can see down here at the bottom of this um, right here, here's Tel Aviv and here's Jerusalem over here. So this is directly north of Israel. There was a lot of news stories that came out just in the last couple of days after this Turkey situation has happened. And they were talking about how Israel itself is probably, I think it's, I don't, I don't want to get the number wrong, but either several years away from being totally prepared for an earthquake or several months away. I couldn't remember. I think it was years, but this is pretty major stuff. And it just made me think of Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 20. So any thoughts on this whole thing, GJ? Well, uh, several things. One is, I mean, we keep talking about keep your eye on Israel and that region. Talked about Gog and Magog, and of course, Turkey is above Israel. So we're like, okay, how does that play into, you know, what's going on and what is to come? You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, why would God allow this to happen? You know, it's it's two things. It's one is it's an awakening. And God is using this. I mean, God uses everything for for his glory. And I know a lot of times we don't understand that or see it, especially when it's happening to people or people we know, or why would God allow this? I mean, God has foretold, turn to me, turn to me, turn to me. And I, I see several things. One is, look at that region. So I'm like, okay, what's, what is God also telling us? What is he telling the rest of the world? And the sheer number of earthquakes, I mean, you talk about shaking, and it's not just a whole area, it's a whole region is being impacted. I think it, it also just reminds us how powerful Mother Nature, which God controls, how, how powerful that is. So I just feel like it's, a, it's awakening. You know, I, we use the word shaking. You know, it, it's shaking people, it's shaking countries, it's sh shaking regions. And it's shaking the world, and um, it's time to wake up. And as we've said, people are either going to start to turn towards Jesus, or they're going to turn away further. It's the great turn to Him or turn away, great falling away. And I think this is a great example that you know, if you really look at it, not for the the negative negative part of it and the death, the uh, the positive that can come from something like this. And uh, that's what comes to mind. Well, they're about, I think, 10 hours from California as far as the time zone is concerned. So they are now in, it's probably about six o'clock or eight, seven o'clock at night over there. And if, uh, as you can see, these, this is an app that I like to use called the Earth. This is called Earthquake. And so it'll show you and update all the earthquakes that are happening, what they're, what the size of the earthquake is. And you can even tell you, have it tell you, show you only things that are five or over. So Right now, what I have is that you can see all these little red dots, and then you see some orange dots on the screen. The red dots are anything over five. So when you take a look at this map, what you're seeing is, is that you're seeing a 7.8 earthquake that had aftershocks of up to 6.6 .6 on the Richter scale. That is, that's in and of itself is a massive earthquake. So the rumblings that have gone on over there, that 7.8 did a lot of damage, but it's the aftershocks that have happened that have caused even more damage. And I'm going to show you one of those right now. So just this year, I mean, 
here's what happens when I watch something like this, GJ, is there were people in that building more than likely over 5,000 people. And we, we let that number kind of roll off our tongue sometimes. And we don't really recognize that that's 5,000 souls. That's 5,000 people who had living breath in their lungs and now it's no longer there. So when we, when we do this show, this is kind of one of the things that I just um, wasn't planning on saying, but when we do this show, we do it because we want people to know who Jesus is. So when that soul leaves their body, they're with Jesus. And it doesn't even say in scripture for some of these things that everyone that's going to be targeted by these earthquakes are just going to be people that don't know Jesus. There, there are Christians and non-Christians alike because it says the rain falls on the, on the just and the unjust. That's what the scripture tells us. I don't believe that the tribulation itself is going to be where the believers that have been faithful all these years are going to be in. But I do know that people will accept Christ during the tribulation as well, even though there's going to be a removal of the Holy Spirit as far as I'm concerned. But I just want people to understand this is a serious, serious thing. And there are, there are uh, people on the ground right now, I can tell you right now, like Convoy of Hope, I'm sure is already on its way over or, has, or is already there. Different relief organizations in different countries that are sending aid and help to help the people of Turkey and Syria right now. So it's, it's tragic what's going on over there. But is this God's judgment on this area? I don't know. It could be. I, I'm not God. I'm not going to be the one to say this is, this is what it is or what it isn't. But I do know what the scripture says, and I do know it matches up pretty well with what Ezekiel 38, 20 says, and I know what that's all about too. So I think that's all. I mean, unless you have something else to add, we should probably pray for the people of Turkey over there, actually. Why don't you say a quick prayer for, for the people that are there? Well, Father, we come to you. We don't always understand why things are happening. That's why we need to turn to you. We need to turn to your word. I pray for comforting, I pray for safety, and I pray for guidance for each and every one of those individuals that are in that region and people that have friends and family that live there that, you know, they, they live in another part of the world. I pray for comforting, I pray for protection, and again, I pray for discernment so that they can have understanding and, and through all this, they still get to see you and know you. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. 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 Thanks, GJ. So, man, we got... There, did you see the thing about corn? Did you happen to see the, the corn story? Whoa, no, you got one on me. I, got I live in a corn state. You do. Well, you're going you're gonna to be interested to see what I have to say about this. So, by the way, this is actually going to have a lot to do. Let me get this other verse off the screen here. This is going to have a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today with the rider on the black horse. So I thought it very interesting that these things were popping up on the very day that we were going to be talking about them. but. U.S. corn farmers, this is a commentary, by the way, based off of some news that's happening right out of Mexico, but U.S. corn farmers are sounding the alarm. They're like, nope, we got to do something about this. There's something up here. And what's up is, is that Mexico, which is a huge importer of United States corn, has said we are banning any corn that comes out of the United States that is genetically modified. Now, we know that there... <laughs> In this country, I don't know how many millions of acres are out there for corn, but I will tell you this, that a lot of those acres were bought up by a certain individual, and there is a lot of genetically modified testing going on to create nutrients or even try to keep bugs from actually being a part of those so they can yield more. And they're genetically modifying the corn so that they can grow more, make, try to make it more healthy, so to speak. And so now Mexico is saying, nope, as of a certain time, we are not accepting any more genetically modified corn out of the United States. 
That is a lot of corn. So what do you think that's going to do to the prices of food, do you think? Corn syrup, corn. All the things that, yeah, exactly. I mean, so, make much, it go up. so many products come from corn. You got corn flakes. You got corn rolls. Oh, wait, that's what you have in your hair. Never mind. <laughs> you got corn tortillas. Hey, you got corn domes. That hurts. Oh, come on. That, that was hilarious. Why were you looking at me? I'm looking at the camera. Yes. Uh, yeah, my my uh, my in-laws, they're farmers, and corn and soybeans are their two primary crops. Yeah. So what was interesting to me is, number one, there are some countries that are out there right now that are going, you know what? Just because they have it to provide doesn't mean we have to buy it if it's going to be bad for our people. So that's going to cause a lot of the prices to rise. And we're going to talk about that later when we talk about the rider on the, on the black horse. But I think you posted this one, GJ. I'm pretty sure you did. This is, we're still in earth news, by the way. That's not the one. Hold on. I just uh, closed out the other one. I didn't want to close it out. But this one is uh, this mysterious, mysterious spiral. What, do you th- what is that about? Yeah, exactly. What is that about? As we were watching a commercial for CB <laughs> morning. Yeah, that we don't want to watch. I don't know. It's just part of the video. Yeah. It'll stop in a minute. Maybe they can send us some money. Hey, I'll take it. All right, here you go. Walk us through this. Well, I don't know a whole lot about it. It just caught my eye in that, okay, there's, is there sound of this one? Yes, there is. There was part of it that really does a better job of explaining it than me. It's just music, so I'll leave it off. There was, there was one that talked about it. Yeah, I couldn't find that. I didn't find that well, one. A couple of things. I mean, again, we look into the sky and strange things are happening. Why do they see certain things with all the technology and then other things they don't see? And when I say, you know, you know, NASA and all the different entities around the globe that monitor space and the stars and, and planets, I just find it very odd. And then all of a sudden something appears and several things that come to mind is, okay, are they doing this because they want to say that there's terrestrial life or, you know, is it God saying, Hey, there's something, you know, and it's sort of like, pay attention, look up. Cause I'm, I'm making moves. Uh, so all that initially comes to mind when I see something like this, regardless of the actual news story. And, uh, I just, we're seeing more and more of this. I mean, that's the crazy thing I see about all this. We just keep seeing more and more about space. And again, I believe one of the number one reasons, and I'm not saying none of these things that we've ever talked about are, are false, but when they start to slant it to certain things, it's like, okay, what happens when Jesus comes and all these people are gone all of a sudden? They have to explain it, and they're going to explain it. Alien abduction, you know, some, you know, meteoric, meteor or whatever happens, they've got to explain it. So anyway, I got off on a tangent, so I'm turning back over to you. because no, It's all good. I mean, you can see just from this right here, There's it, the thing is spinning as it's coming into the atmosphere. And you can, you can see the moment it actually hits the at- top of the atmosphere coming in. So we don't really know what this is. I mean, uh, we probably won't find out. Let's put it you that way. If it's some military thing, we won't find out. If it's something that uh, is from another country, we won't find out. I'm just going to put it out there. We won't yeah. know. Well, the the other part is with technology now, they can fake something so much. So it's like, is it real or is it Memorex? For those that don't know what Memorex, Google it, you'll figure it out. <laughs> there used to be a commercial. So it's like, what can you really count on that's real? 
and a lot of these things. And so anyway, I, I tend to believe this is real and it's happening from my discernment, but they're using it for different reasons. So anyway, I don't know. I don't even know if that was worth talking about. <laughs> well, uh, no, that's okay. I'm not sure if people that are watching this can see this on the screen, but I kind of want to back up a little bit and take a look right about here. You'll notice that there's some little dots that start flying by the screen. You see that? There's like these yeah. flying everywhere. So you wonder what the heck that is, <laughs> whether it's satellites or whether it's something else. I mean, you can see them as you're watching this whole video. And this is kind of what it feels like when you're sitting outside at nighttime, just looking up. And all of a sudden you start seeing these things go across the sky. Yeah. And you get CBS News off the screen now. Yeah. And they're calling it a whirlpool. A whirlpool. A whirlpool. Anyway, we got this one too. We're moving on to wars and rumors of wars. We only have one for this one this week, but all this talk about the quote Chinese spy balloon. I have not heard or seen anything on this. I am so telling you that that is tell. Do tell. (laughs) So now here's this is the reason why I put this in wars, rumors of wars is because first of all, you can see that that should go. That's where it should go. This is a massive balloon. I mean, if you can see this balloon from down there and how high up it was, this is a massive balloon. And I'm thinking, you know, it it crossed, literally crossed across our country, the middle of the country, went down towards South, South uh, Carolina, when finally, finally, our administration decides, I think we need to take this sucker out. Now, what's interesting to me is, is that why would you wait that long? I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I'm not trying to say any kind of, conspiracy or whatever. I'm just saying, why would you wait that long? Obviously, they haven't watched Top Gun. I know. I mean, Tom Cruise would have been all over this mess. And we would never have known it happened. Because how many times did that guy save the world? At least six times in every movie. So I thought this was really interesting. Here's the deal. I asked this last week when we talked about this. Why would China send a massive balloon that everybody can see to spy on us? Does that sound smart to you? Does that actually no, sound smart? No, it doesn't. And th- there's a couple other things. It's like, okay, if it came from China, let's just say it did, which is what's being reported. I don't believe it, it came from China. I'm, I, that's my personal thing. I don't have all the facts, but it's just in my discernment. But if it did come from China, it would have had to go all the way across the Pacific and or it would have had to go the other way around the world. And how many countries would have seen it from there? And if it did come across the Pacific, we have massive fleets in the Pacific and on the borders of, of the Western U.S. In this news story, I love how they got this guy to kind of talk about it. I'm like, I'm not sure who this is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I saw, though, when I, the first one I saw, I go, it looked like the big globe from Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot what they called it. And they, they actually have logos that are the Death Star. The Death Star. It, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what it looked like initially to me. And I'm like, is this is this a meme? Is this real? <laughs> I mean, the, all these things are going through my mind when I first saw the first one. And then I'm like, okay, what doesn't make sense to me is, okay, we didn't see it come across the Pacific, so it had to pop up here in the United States. And it was sighted in Montana uh, and then across the, you know, going, you know, towards the east like you said, all the way to South Carolina. And then they attempted to, I guess they destroyed it off the coast of Carolina. 
Yeah, and what somebody kind of posed this idea to me today as I was listening uh, to a story. They said, oh, isn't it interesting that they shot it down over the waters so that whatever was there would, would go to a depth that they couldn't actually bring it up and figure out what was on it. And I'm like, man, that's actually an interesting thought. Yeah, that's right, Eric. That's a great question. Why didn't they shoot it with guns rather than a missile for a slow descent? <laughs> great question. Great question. Inquiring minds want to know. What I really want to talk about with this one is, is that there's a lot of surveillance that's going on across the world. Do I put it past China or Russia or any other country that's coming against the United States to do something like this? Of course not. I think it's totally possible. But what I think is even more probable is that there is the government or you know the enemy and Satan himself wants so much surveillance so that he can watch what everybody's doing and so that you can have this level of control that will eventually actually globally happen as we've been talking about in the end times. So, I mean, it's, it's there, it's happening. Um, we got, we all get a chance all over the world to see this massive white balloon. And now we've watched it blow up with an amazing missile that shot it down. So I told somebody the other day, I was like, I could just shoot my pellet gun at it. <laughs> it was, it was slowly just kind of deflate and, you know, that's when I, I went out in the front yard. I had my squirt gun, but the water froze. Oh man, that's not good. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, now you have 50 degrees, so you're good. Yeah, send it back. Send it back. Send it back. Well, we got this one. We're moving on to leading up to the tribute. Whoa. I know, it's really loud. But, GJ, you posted this one. We've actually talked about this before, too, so I'm going to leave well, it Well, yeah, we've talked about this, and, you know, they just continue to, in the past, we've talked about these robots, and now in the video, it's showing them how they're actually, like, working out, getting ready to go, and they're doing exercises. So they're showing what they're what they're able to do. And then there's another video where it shows and it's checking out a truck, making sure it's legit. I don't know what it's, ch it's checking. So humans are being replaced by robots. And then these can be used for good and they can be used for bad. Again, leading up to the tribulation, we're seeing more and more AI. There's talk about, you know, new technology, which we're not going to talk about that today. That's big in the news with AI. You've got all these different things that are happening. And another thing that makes sense to me is, okay, Jesus comes and let's just say a billion people. I don't know what the number of people, let's just say it's a billion. Hopefully it's more. Oh, hopefully it's 8 billion. We know that's not going to happen. So whatever that number is, all of a sudden it's gone. They still are going to have to implement certain things. And then the tracking and the surveillance and the ability so they can literally send these out all across the world to do different things and be controlled by a, you know, a computer. And they, they could actually have it in one, one country and be operating out of another country, just like they do with drones now. Well, Sorry, well, I don't know that. well, apparently we're being nope. listening. And there, and speaking of one, there's one that's surveilling you right now. It's one surveilling me at this very moment, but they can hear anything I'm saying right now. I don't mind it. So by the way, when we reported on this about a two, almost a year and a half ago, it was centered around the fact that they were testing it out in San Francisco to go around and to take temperatures of the people that were homeless so that they could see if they had a temperature and potentially have COVID. But if you remember, GJ, that back then we found out, but it was in Hawaii as well. It, back then, one of those units cost $150,000. So just this video alone, you are seeing millions of dollars of, tech, of technology. And by the way, what's the one thing, what's the one thing that something like this does not have that a human has when they're trying to go out and police 
a situation. A heart. A heart. Exactly. You can put in, you can type in anything into the software. The software will follow the instruction. So that's something we got to remember. But this is another thing about leading up to the tribulation. I thought it was a great find, GJ. Great find. Speaking of which, Lowe's. Lowe's is in the news. This Whoa. is. I know. I never thought I'd hear myself say Lowe's is in the news with this. But Lowe's, which is owned by the massive major conglomerate called Walmart, they are actually throwing in like this massive high-tech system, a surveillance system that is invisible to the customers. So they are so concerned about theft. I'm not sure how much money they spent to keep themselves from losing money, but <laughs> think about that. It's just common sense. You're spending millions and millions of dollars to save yourself from losing millions and millions of dollars. I don't know, either way. But even Lowe's is catching on to the whole, hey, uh, we're going to try to keep people from thieving us and we're going to throw in this high-tech system surveillance so that we can keep people from stealing from us. Well, I can speak to a little bit about Lowe's because especially over the last couple of years, they've had a lot of theft. And one of the things, and this is probably not just with Lowe's, but the big box companies like Lowe's could be different in industry is that if somebody is grabbing something and running out with it, they're telling them not to run after it. The employees not to run after them and stop them because they could be armed for the employee's own safety. So they'd rather they take the loss and maintain safety. I know this firsthand because one of my daughters worked at Lowe's and literally I talked to her the next day and it happened the previous day. Somebody had gone and taken a bunch of things. And then one of the young men that worked there were running out. And then a manager came and said, no, don't go out there. Just let them go. As we've seen in the news, more and more pillages are going on. And just think about this though. Think about when the high prices are going up and let's just fast forward where the, a whole day's wage will equal one loaf of bread. People are going to become very, very dependent on wanting to feed themselves and survival instincts will kick in. And what are they going to do? They're going to go where there's utility, you know, there's food, tools, whatever they need to survive. And uh, they're going to do use do whatever means they need to get it. If that's that, we've seen that happen at different times in different cities around the world when tough things have happened. Absolutely. By the way, Tim, I do see your hello. It's great to have you on the on the chat as well. You know, moving on with this whole leading up to the tribulation, which I think we have more in this section than we do anywhere else. It's this op-ed article, and I think you posted this one, GJ, if I'm not mistaken. I did. I did post this one. Hallelujah! You got you got. Got one right this week. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> so go back to the title. The title, again, it's a lot of times it's the title says it all. So Drollinger, that's, that's the, the news report. And this was on the Western Journal. Debt and inflation have a spiritual root cause. Here's how to stop the downward spiral. If you go back to the Bible, which is God's word, which we will go to the Bible shortly. There's Papa Reynolds' Bible. You know, it's being responsible. So being responsible with, with ourselves, with our finances. And, and, and the Bible talks about it all through the Bible, all through time. And we're now paying the price for irresponsibility that really has a spiritual tie to it. 
And that is another reason why I believe a lot of these things are happening that are shaking the world and the financial markets are part of it. And we're seeing it first, you know, right before our eyes, right here in our country. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's it definitely, I'll have more to say about this later when we get into the scripture. But you can see in this news article from the Western Journal, which is actually more of a commentary, but it, it's taking a piece of news and then somebody's offering their opinion and commentary to it. But that they pull out certain scriptures, one from Numbers 32, 23, when it says, and be sure your sin will find you out. And then also in Hosea chapter 8, verse 7, it talks about how this idea of what you sow is what you also reap applies not just to people, but it also applies to nations. So whatever the nation will sow, that will it also reap. I mean, that's a very common principle, right? Especially in farming, whatever seed you put in the ground, you nurture it, you're gonna, that's what you're going to get. And it's just that simple. But when, when inflation happens, it's because it's, there's something that was planted at some point and, and that's why we are seeing the effects of what's happening right now. So that being said, I'm, I don't want to jump ahead yet to the... Yes, you do. No, I do, but I'm going to wait it out. It's the ride <laughs> on the black horse, but we, ha we have some symbolism. We, we had this whoa, whoa. Massive, massive event. I know I just got just like to shivers just thinking about what right. I've gotten the share because I, I actually pulled up the thread here and I t started to go there and I'm getting the shivers and I had to go away from it. So... Let's just do the setup on it, and we yeah. just show one 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 thing. We don't need to show any of the video or any of it because, um, again, we don't want to give homage to Satan. So you're talking about the Grammys? Yes, absolutely talking about the Grammys. All right. So here in the States, and, of course, they're broadcast all over. You know, we've seen it a lot of these major events. So we, like this coming Sunday, we have the Super Bowl. And at halftime show, last, I don't know, I don't know how many, they've had a lot of things that, just don't add up. And then if you look at it on a spiritual level, a lot of sat satanic symbolism, some right out in our face, some very subtle. And then two years ago, it was like right out in our face. Last year, they, I think because of the pushback, they hit it a little bit, but there was still a lot that happened at the one in LA. So Rihanna is the one that's going to be performing. She's the main performer. So we'll see how that is. And she's performed before, and uh, I know it'll be very provocative, which this is, this is supposed to be for families watch. Anyway, back to the Grammys. So all these award shows, they're now honoring all these different uh, musicians and music and songwriters and so forth. And in the Grammys, they had a all-out satanic symbolism. Basically, it was the symbolism of a sacrifice. And uh, Sam Smith, who's the singer, who's obviously given his life to Satan. And uh, a lot of the people in Hollywood or in the music industry, especially tied to Hollywood, have done that. They've sold their soul in order to have success, notoriety, or whatever. So they went out and did, he did a song, and the song is called Unholy. And they just totally went all out. One of the things that caught my eye on this outside of it's right in our face now. They're not hiding it. Satan is not hiding it. Why is that? Because Satan knows his time is coming to an end. So it's an all out. I don't care. I don't need to be subtle. I'm going, I'm going all out. And that's what we're seeing happening on all fronts and all sectors. And the one thing that caught my eye is that I saw people that I believe aren't Christians that were posting about this, that, you know, some of them I know or follow. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what is, what is happening. 
So they may not fully understand, but they're now realizing this is sick, even though they don't may not know the full ties to the Satanism of it. Yes. Uh, so before we pop this up on the screen, there's two things I want to show you with this one. I'm not going to turn the sound up. Not, I don't want to hear the song for two reasons. One, Facebook will probably boot us off because of copyright material, and we don't want to do that. But also, the song is actually a catchy tune. And when you, and it's actually when you go to Instagram or Facebook Reels or TikTok, you're going to see a lot of people use clips from this song and what they actually show. And that song gets stuck in your head. It's just like that other Taylor Swift song that's out right now that gets stuck in my head and I just don't like it. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm like, they're so catchy and that, and there's so many people that catch on to the tune and they listen to it. And I don't, I think I remember saying this when I was young. Oh, it's not the, it's not the music. It's the words in the music that make the difference. Right. But I like the music. I'm not listening to the words. I like the music. Well, I don't think music in and of itself is evil. God created music for a purpose, but I do believe the enemy will use it and they will, he will attach whatever he can to, to that, that will keep you fixated on it so that you are letting this into your mind and into your brain. All right. I don't know why I sure I got from that tangent, but I did. So I'm going to just pop this up on the screen so everybody can see what we're talking about. But this is just one of the pictures that came from the Grammys and this past Sunday night, you can see up on the stage, there's a lot of fire. There's a circle right in the middle where these dancers and Sam Smith are undulating. I'll just say it that way. And it's very indicative of some kind of a satanic ritual or some kind of ritual you would see, maybe even some tribal nations across the world where they're just undulating and to the to whatever beat that's there and allowing the moment to take them over. And you can see that there's just a, a lot of just nastiness going on. I don't even know how to describe it, but I'll pop that off the screen. But then this is another thing that caught my eye too, GJ, and that is that fans and they and they flat out say this that sam smith himself is a satan worshiper he's not very quiet about it they have this meltdown because a reporter calls him he instead of they well it reminds me of the whole passage of scripture where jesus is casting out the demonic legion out of this man and he throws him he says uh you're allowed to go into this uh flock of pigs or whatever you want to call pigs but just go into this um massive amount of pigs and then the pigs just fall off the cliff so when jesus asked this demon his name he says we are legion that's how he responded so when you think about things like this this is not about a gender issue but the fact that even his fans are recognizing that he is a they which means there's pro he's probably demonically possessed by i don't know how many demons i don't know what how you can describe that other than that but this is just what we're what we're seeing and, and people are responding to it. Fans of a Satan worshiper. I never thought in my life I'd actually say those two words in one sentence. Well, and a lot of them are deceived that they don't even realize what or who he stands for. I mean, they're just the level of deception, which it says in the end days, the deception level will rise and we're seeing it on all fronts. It's just like I said, back with that, those things uh, that we've talked about already. Is it real or is it AI? Is it CGI? Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, that that was real. The performance was real. Yes, it is. You know what? Here's a um, we have one more thing, and we're gonna then uh, shift over to something more positive. This here's the thing: we have to be prayed up when we talk about these things, and we have to be filled with the scripture as much as we possibly can because we don't want to allow anything demonic or evil or the presence of that to influence 
our lives, right? That's what we want to protect against and guarding our heart and guarding our mind. But there's another one that just came out. We've talked about this in the past, but it's actually something now that the Satanic Temple is unveiling on February 14th. So on Valentine's Day, which is a day where that is supposed to celebrate, at least historically, love, love and the coming together of a man and a woman. That's, this is the day that the Satanic Temple has decided to release this. Well, I may just read it to you. To open the world's first religious abortion clinic offering abortion rituals. And you can see that's the Baphomet, which is that 16 or I don't know how, how many feet high it was uh, in New York City. But they're actually saying now, hey, you can come to us and not only can you have an abortion, but then you can also do a ritual to kind of spiritualize the whole killing of a baby. So before I take this off, GJ, any thoughts? So I can just take it off and then you can offer your I thoughts. Take, take it off, take it off, take it off. In the name of Jesus, on the blood of Jesus, that's all I've got to say. Next. Next it is. Well, you posted this and I was really curious to see what you what your thoughts were on it before I decided to say anything. So what's this about? This is positive, actually. <laughs> like, whoa. Well, is revival coming? You know, so the the Headline is, is in a, an American revival coming? A new study gives Christian leaders hope for the next generations. Well, there's a movie coming out, Jesus Revolution, which comes out on February 24th. And actually, we've actually been on one of the marketing teams behind it. Not in times that chat, they left us out. I don't know why. So anyway, it comes out on February 24th of this month. And it's going to be a big movie. And it's, I think it's coming out in 2,500 theaters right out of the gates, which is, is a lot of theaters. And that's, that's a big production. And it's back, goes, it's, it's really the story. It's based on true life story of real individuals back in the late 60s, early 70s, which they called the Jesus Revolution. And revival was happening. And it, and it was really started with the hippies. And the hippies were looking for something. And of course, a lot of them turn to music, a lot of turn to drugs, a lot of turn them to both, a lot of turn them to sex. I mean, so sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that's where that stemmed from. But they were really looking for something that was more tangible. They just didn't know what that was. And it ended up, a, a, a whole generation was grabbed a hold of and saved. And it, it created over 1,100 churches from this one group over the course of time and then how many churches from that and how many people were affected. So what started out, people were looking for hope, God used for revival and people were getting baptized right in the Pacific ocean. And some people were like, I'm not even sure why I'm doing this. The next thing you know, they knew their life changed and something had happened. So anytime I say about revival, cause I've studied a lot about revival and I've said this over and over and over, I believe we're on a cusp of a global revival. I know some areas are in revival. And when I see all these negative things, all these certainties, you know, when you see a hundred earthquakes in a matter of two days, there's a lot of shaking and fear and, you know, all the different things that are tied to that. However, God will use that for his glory. And I'm, I'm in the book of uh, Exodus and that's where the, the Israelites uh, leave Egypt and they, of course, you know, God parts the Red Sea. Everybody thinks it's Moses' part of the Red Sea. Moses uses, you know, his pole and stuck it in, in the, to the water and, of course, parted. But God was the one doing it so that the Israelites could, could leave 
Egypt. And he said, I will show my glory. And he had all these different things that happened to Pharaoh and all the Egyptians. And they still would not pay attention. Their hearts were hardened. So with what I see happening in the world, we're seeing all this thing that we just talked about. We got it, but people are turning away. Their hearts are turning away. They're hardening. And then you've got people that are opening and they're searching for things. And Jesus is, is ultimately the answer. And when it comes down to it, you've got heaven, you've got hell. Which are you going to spend it in? You're going to spend eternity in heaven or you're going to spend it in hell? And they are both real places. And why would they celebrate hell if it wasn't real on a Grammy show like that? I mean, so there's there's a lot of facts that are happening, even though well, that's not real. Because a lot of people don't believe that. But it's real. And the one thing I can say is, let's say I'm wrong. I'd rather be wrong, find out I was wrong, than to find out I was I was right and I didn't take that opportunity. I know that was another tangent, but revival, there's a lot of talk where revival is happening. And going back to that article, the, the now generation, they're hungry. They're looking for something. I just feel like God is moving in big ways, and uh, we're going to see a lot of fruit in the coming months, and I believe in the coming coming years, even though we're in a two-minute warning. Absolutely. One of the things I'll say about that article, and then we're going to show one more video and then get into the rider on the black horse, is that whenever you see an increase of demonic activity, then one of two things happens. There are people that will unfortunately flock to that demonic activity because they're deceived, or people start to wake up and they recognize, I need to get myself back in line with Jesus. And so when that when that second thing happens, that's when revival happens. Because revival, and I, I'm not going to preach a message on this right now. I can preach a message on another time uh, with us, maybe in a few coming months. But revival always starts with repentance. Revival is not about a bunch of people getting together and shouting and laughing and throwing themselves on the floor. Okay, that's not revival. Revival is repentance. It's people understanding that they need to come back alive again in Christ, which means I need to throw my sin into the furthest depths of the sea where I cannot see it anymore, ask God to forgive me and come and live in my heart and make me new so that I can live for him. That's revival. That's what revival is. So uh, it starts with repentance. So I'm, I am praying for that. I am praying that many people would come to know Jesus because I don't know what we share, but there's many other people out there sharing some really good things and leading people to the light of Jesus. So we got one other thing I, we wanted to show. And Gigi, I think you posted this. I don't remember posting this one, but there's this father. Did you post this one? I did. Well, cue us up and then we'll play the video. So there was a baby that was born four weeks premature. And the father, it shows the, the video that the father is in the hospital with the baby. And all of a sudden he just starts singing a song. And uh, you can see the reaction of the baby. Again, this is a four-week-old baby that's four weeks premature. Well, he is singing, and he's singing a song called Hallelujah. And at a one moment, in the next tw about 10 or 15 seconds, you're going to see something happen with that baby's hand. I know it's quiet. For those listening on uh, Spotify, we are just showing that there's a little bit. Oh, there it is. A little hand goes up. And, and it continues to rise. Look. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's almost like a tension. He's holding that up. It's like a full-on praising Jesus thing. Woo! And you can see it in, in the father's eyes. Wow. 
the father's just getting emotional as he's singing this and seeing his baby. It's a premature baby. Jesus is alive. He is alive. There's nothing else we can say about that. Wow. That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. So at least we ended it with positive. So Jesus is alive. Now you're going to talk about the rider on the black rider on the black horse of the apocalypse. Of the apocalypse. I know. Well, we will end it off a positive again because, uh, Get ready, GJ, to lead some people to Jesus through a prayer. But so we've been talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. This is the first seven seals of judgment that God is pouring out on the nations. We talked about the first one as the rider on the white horse that we we understand and we could pretty much deduce from this that whole thing that the rider on the white horse is the Antichrist that's promising peace on the earth. Then the rider on the red horse is more than likely the same rider. And now, though, he has been given the power to remove peace from the earth, and he goes out to conquest, and he is bent on conquest. So that's that's the whole rider on the red horse and the rider on the white horse, the first two sealed judgments. Now we get to the third sealed judgment, and we talk about the rider on the black horse. Well, I'm going to pop up this passage of scripture. This is what we're reading out of Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. It says, when the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, come. I looked up and saw a black horse and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from among the four living beings say, quote, a loaf of wheat bread for or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay and don't waste the olive oil and the wine. Well, there's a lot there in those two verses, but let's just talk first about the color of the horse. So why the color of black? Black throughout all of scripture, pictures death resulting from famine and starvation. In Lamentations 4, verses 8 and 9, it speaks of the appearance of famine-stricken people as being blacker than soot. Famine usually follows war and bloodshed. So if you think about the rider on the red horse with all of the war and the conquest and the military victories, it's usually followed by, that's usually followed by famine and hunger. Anyone who has witnessed scenes of the famine on the continent of Africa is aware of the terrible tragedy that literally devastates whole populations and destroys the will and strength of any people. So that's what we're talking about here when we talk about the rider on the black horse. What is the tragic condition, though, that this particular horseman brings? And by the way, you're not you're going to think that I'm crazy by to say this, but I still believe that the rider on the black horse is the Antichrist. He is. He is the one who is overseeing the global economy, the global uh, nations, and he's the one that brought, oh, this is, this is all bring peace. We can bring peace. Then he removes the peace from the earth. And from that, he's now leading over all this hunger. And as people get hungrier, then the, those that are upper in power get more and more wealthy. We're going to talk about that in a minute, which, by the way, is a whole thing called socialism. I'm just going to throw that out there. You can politically disagree with me all you want. Just look up all the history about what happens to any country that does that. Well, this is what happens. There's four things that happen from this horseman that, and what he brings. One is prices are going to change. He is given a pair of scale, scales that suggest that an economic balance of things is going to be altered. Economic inflation will occur affecting the balance between the necessities of life and luxury items. Okay. And here's the second thing that happens from that. Food prices will rise dramatically. We're already seeing that. We're seeing that right now. It's happening all over the place. A Roman denarius was equal to a normal day's wage, right? So in the coming tribulation, inflation will cause food prices to rise so high 
that a whole day's earnings will be required to purchase enough wheat for one meal for an average family. That's what that comes down to. The quality, here's the third thing. So first is prices are going to change. Then the second thing, food prices will rise dramatically. The third part of this is, is that the quality of the food will change because of the inflation. Barley is the food of animals. Families will turn to this kind of food in order to survive. Three meals a day could be provided from barley, whereas one meal could be produced from wheat. So those that are going hungry will be reduced to eating what uh, animals would eat to help provide their sustenance for one day instead of the things that we would eat like wheat and bread. The fourth thing that happens is this. And this, is, this one has always confused me. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that confusion in a minute and where I kind of stand on it. But the fourth thing that happens is that luxury items will more than likely not be affected by this inflation. Okay, Oil and wine are items used in the homes of the rich and are consumed in meals as well as in moments of pleasure and leisure. But with the prevalence of current famine conditions around the globe and the abundant consumption of alcoholic beverages, one could easily see how this predicted world condition could become reality literally within months. I mean, how easy is it for us in Western affluent culture to ignore the harsh realities around the world? I mean, we talked about that this, this morning with what's going on in Turkey. It's easy for us to ignore the harsh realities of all the death and destruction that's going on around in that area because we're over here and we're not seeing it. We are really, in my opinion, we are but one step away from the black horse and the rider of the black horse in Revelation 6. Well, olive oil and wine are actually not... It's found in the homes of the rich, but it's actually not a luck. They're not luxury items, as many take them to be, actually. In, in the Mediterranean world, they are important supporting elements of the common diet. We see this in Deuteronomy 7:13, Hosea chapter 2, verse 8, Haggai verse 1, verse, uh, verse 11, or chapter 1, verse 11. And but while they provide supplementary nutrition, people cannot continue to exist solely on oil and wine. Thus, they are secondary food items. And in the prophecy, they remain plentiful. This leads to two possible conclusions, okay? And this is kind of where all this confusion has come from. Number one, God could be limiting the severity of the famines as the, the end is not yet in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6. And these are the beginnings of sorrows, it says in Matthew 24, verse 8. Or more likely, the second thing is, God is indicating a measure of disparity and irregularity in these famines. Some foods will be scarce while others are abundant. Some people will be sorely affected while others will hardly suffer. Some areas will be hit hard while others feel little impact. The second conclusion suggests human involvement, which is a wild card in every single circumstance, which would fit well with the first two seals. Unlike simple natural disasters, or religious deceptions and wars require the decisions and actions of people to bring them about. But God hints at a human element in all these disasters, including famine that occurred down through the centuries to remind us of our culpability in them. When man governs without the guidance of God, catastrophe and destruction are never far behind. And that's where we come to on this. This is a man, the Antichrist, being filled with the power of the devil, and he is the one leading through this whole thing. So that's number one. We talked about the rider on the white horse, peace. Rider on the red horse, being given the power to take away peace from the earth. The after effects of that is famine, 
and those that are poor and those that don't have much will have less and less. And those that are rich and are trusting in this antichrist, uh, he'll promise more and more abundance. But what's actually going to happen is, is that everyone in the end will be judged. So that's a lot to take in from that third rider of the apocalypse. But GJ, take us home. <laughs> what are you going to do with that information? Well, on one hand, it, it sounds, well, it, by the way, I, you do a really good job of explaining it. And like I said, you know, every week there's something that you share that God is like, okay, that makes sense to me now. Or before it didn't, or I sort of understood. And whether you understand it or not, I mean, here's, here's the bottom line. Bad things are going to happen. And people can say, oh, well, that happens every day. Yeah, it does. Just look at some of the news articles we went through. So in my dad's Bible, boop, boop, boop. I'm going to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And so my dad wrote in there, he was knocking, God was knocking on the door of the church. So God's knocking on the door right now. I mean, he's waking people up. So whether this fully makes sense or doesn't make sense, here's what we know. Bad things are going to happen and they're going to be more and more justified and an illusion. And it seems good and it's going to become even worse than ever before after Jesus comes. So if you say, hey, well, I don't want to go through all that. Great. Then turn to Jesus. Like I said in verse 20, behold, I stand at the door. Jesus is standing at the door. And if you're at this point right now, God's knocking on, knocking on the door for you. All you got to do is open it up. He's, he, he's there to meet you, but you have to open the door. So what do we need to do? We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to recognize that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross for our sins. We're asking him to come into our heart and make it new and to turn towards him and the Almighty Father. And by doing that, God is going to grab a hold of you and take you down a different path. And a lot of people are afraid to go down that path. Dan and I are testaments. We both had those times where, well, maybe I don't want to go down that path. I know one thing is that it hasn't always been easy. In hindsight, looking back, and when you get to my age, and especially Dan's age, looking back, it's a long way. What really matters are really the simplicity of life and the treasures of life, not the things of life or the accomplishments of life. And the, it's really about the impact. So our calling is to have impact into the world and help as many people open that door so that they can spend eternity with us and with Jesus and God the Father. So we're going to pray, and I pray, ask that whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, whether you're lukewarm or hot, let's get, let's get you fully hot. Let's get you fully sure so that you can spend heaven, you know, eternity in heaven. So, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for anyone that's listening, for anybody that you're knocking on the door. I ask that they open that door. They recognize that you are the Lord and Savior. There's only one way to the Father, 
and that's through Jesus. They're asking for forgiveness and that Jesus died on the cross so that we could have spend eternity with him so we, we can be forgiven. So we ask that for forgiveness, any of the sins that we've committed, we recognize that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We ask him to come in our heart and make it new and so that we can turn away from our sin and move forward whatever that is that Jesus has for us and whatever time we have and so that we can have impact into the world all for his glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, my hand's going up. <laughs> that was awesome. That little baby was amazing. Wow. If you prayed that prayer just now, we want you to be blessed by God in your faith walk. So make sure you find yourself in a place where you are reading a word, get around people that can encourage you in the faith that are really closely connected to Jesus. And if you are having trouble finding that, please reach out to us over Facebook, Lost Art of Relationship, or you can send it to me. Or go to endtimes.chat because we actually have information right there. What are next steps? Oh my gosh. Thank you for the reminder. Slap me in the face. Come on. Endtimes.chat. Go there and connect with us there. You'll actually get a Hallelujah. God bless you guys. We will see you next week and go Kansas City. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.